As we begin this new series, Elemental, and we take a look at these elementary teachings, these basic truths that God wants us to know and believe and to do these things that we as a congregation need to be focused on first and foremost before any other things, it's good and right for us to focus first on that Word of God, the source of our hope and our joy and our peace and our faith. That thing that puts everything else into perspective in this life for us. And God's word that we meditate on as we consider the word, this elemental teaching, is our gospel lesson from Luke chapter 10, that familiar story of Jesus going to visit Mary and Martha. It's on page 8 again. I'm going to read it again for you if you'd like to follow along. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. This is the word of the Lord. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we come and sit at your feet today. We come and we want to hear your word. Your servants are listening. Fill our hearts with faith. Give us peace. Fill our hearts with your love that we might go and share this word with everyone we know. We pray this all in your saving name. Amen. Jesus had been to this town before. This is the town of Bethany. Uh, this is where Mary and Martha and their brother Lazarus live, right? They're friends with Jesus, right? They, 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 Jesus had probably been to this house before. It wouldn't be really much long after this that Jesus would be back to Bethany to raise Lazarus from the dead. So, so it's not unheard of. It's not at all a big deal that, that Martha would say, Jesus, come. She opens her home to Jesus, says, come and, and spend the day with us. Come, I'll make you a meal. When she hears that Jesus is passing through. And you've had unplanned guests before, right? You didn't have it on the calendar. All of a sudden, this is spur of the moment invitation that you make. And what do you got to do? You realize, oh no, my house is a mess, right? You go back home and you quickly try to you know, clear off the counter as best as you can. And you take care of the laundry. And, and you put the dishes in the dishwasher. You close the rooms on the, on the doors that are just, the, the, the doors of the rooms that are just disastrous, right? And then you got to find some food. Right? You can't have a good get-together without some food. And so you go into the fridge, and there's some leftovers, but you're not going to serve your guests leftovers, right? right? And maybe you go into the cupboards, and, and there's some cereal, but you're not going to give your guests cereal, and there's not any milk anyways. You go into the freezer, and there's some frozen chicken, but that's going to take forever to make. So what do you do? Well, you pull out your phone. And you go to Uber Eats or Grubhub or DoorDash, your app, and you order delicious hot food from your favorite restaurant delivered right to your door. Problem solved. Unless you have no idea what DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber Eats are. And then you take your phone and you actually use it as a phone. And you make a phone call. And you call the local pizza place or Chinese restaurant and they deliver the food to your house, right? Problem solved. You do it the old-fashioned way. Well, that's not the old-fashioned way, is it? The old-fashioned way is what Martha had to do. Martha had to go to the center of town, to the well, to get some water. 
Martha had to find some firewood to start a fire to cook over. Martha had to make everything from scratch. Everything. So you see, it was a big deal to make a meal and welcome someone in your home, even if it was planned. There's a lot of work. Now think about Martha inviting Jesus to her home unplanned. And, and you notice in our gospel lesson, Jesus isn't alone. He's with his disciples. There's 13 probably really hungry guys sitting in her living room wondering where dinner is. And so it's, you can understand, can't you? Why it says that Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. The word that the Spirit inspires Luke to use here for being distracted is the picture of being divided. Like you're trying to do all these different things at one time. The way we would probably say it is, she was like a chicken with its head cut off, running all over the place. She's distracted by all these things that she had to do. And maybe you've been there too. You know what that's like. You're divided. You're so busy. You don't know what to do first. Some of you know that uh, my first profession before becoming a pastor was my family's restaurant business. And I remember more than a couple of times where I'd be working in the kitchen, and in, as in most normal kitchens, you're short-staffed. And the orders are coming in faster than you can get them out, and you just stop and realize, I don't know what to do first here. Right? There's so many things going on. Right? So many things in the fry pan, literally. And, and I don't know what to do first. And, and then I remember a couple of those times, I look out to the front of the house, and there are servers, and they're fully staffed, of course. There in the front of the house, the servers are standing around and talking and laughing and joking. And of course, I'm upset because here I am running around like a chicken with its head cut off, not knowing what to do first, and they're just standing around and laughing and joking and talking. And so I kind of get what Martha's feeling here because she's running around like a chicken with its head cut off, and she looks out. And Mary's not standing. She's sitting. She's just sitting there doing nothing. I understand why Martha would be upset. All right, and maybe not at first. Maybe, maybe she's just, you know, all right, well, maybe Mary will eventually get up and she'll come and help me, right? right? And, and maybe she's not, right? She just continues to sit there. And she's like, I've got all this work to do. I'm making food for 13 guys. I'm doing it all from scratch, right? And so she maybe starts to clang the pots together a little bit, right? Slam the cupboards. I don't think she had cupboards, but, you know, try to get Mary's attention. That's not working either. She's just still sitting there doing nothing. And so finally she gets so upset that she leaves her preparations and she goes out into the room where they were, or to the area where they were, and she interrupts Jesus and you notice, she doesn't talk to Mary. She says to Jesus, she says, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Do you notice that? She doesn't even call Mary by her name. She says, my sister. Right? It's kind of like uh, when the dog, our dog sometimes get in, gets into things that he shouldn't and wrecks some things. And he's not Cooper anymore. He's the dog, Right? Or even worse, your dog did this, right? right? So it, my sister, tell her to help me, right? She's, she's upset because Mary's not helping. Martha's the one who invited Jesus. Martha wants to spend some time with Jesus too, but, but Mary's hogging all of it, all, the, all this time, and not getting up and helping like she should and could. 
Do you notice she's not just miffed at Mary? She's also a little upset at Jesus. She kind of forgets who she's talking to here, right? She says, Lord, don't you care? You see what I'm doing. You know how much work this is. And you're not doing anything. You're just letting me do it all by myself. Lord, don't you care? Does Jesus care? Of course he does, right? He just cares about something more than a home-cooked meal or a clean house. And he wants Martha to care about something more than that, too. And so he says, Martha, Martha. This is not a scolding. He's not shaking his finger at her like a little child, his finger at her like a little child. I imagine him saying this with a little smile on his face, warmth in a smile, tenderness in his words. He says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and you're upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary's chosen what is better, it will not be taken from her. What Martha was doing was a very good thing, right? This is a way that she was showing honor and love and respect for her Lord and her Savior. It's a good thing. And Jesus isn't saying, Mary or Martha, you're not, that, that these are bad things you're doing. It's a wonderful thing that she would invite him into the home and want to cook for him and, and take care of him and, and serve him. That's wonderful. What Jesus is saying is, Martha, you're focused on the wrong things. While these are good, they're not the best thing. While these things are fine, they're not the most important thing. And they're certainly not the most needful thing. Your sister Mary has chosen the better. It literally, there in the original, it says, chosen the good portion, the good part. Mary's chosen that. She's chosen the one thing that's most needful, and I'm not going to take that away from her. What do you choose? What is it that you choose? What is it that is distracting you? from doing what Mary, or Mary was doing. The better, the most needful thing, the good portion, sitting at the feet of Jesus and just listening to him. I don't think Mary was being rude. I think she was just so enraptured by what Jesus was saying. She didn't hear those cupboards clanking and the, and the pots you know, dropping on the ground or whatever Martha was trying to do to get her sister's attention. She was just so enraptured by the words that Jesus was speaking to her. Now, was she literally sitting at Jesus' feet? Maybe. But that's also just a way of saying he was the teacher and she was the student. She was just soaking in everything that he was saying, hanging on every word, that nothing else mattered at that moment. Nothing at all. What do you choose? What's distracting you? What's keeping you from focusing on that one thing that's most needful? 
And it might be many good things, like Martha. It might be serving. It might be serving here at church. It might be serving your family, taking care of your husband or your wife, making sure that your kids have every opportunity that they can. What's the problem? Our focus isn't on Jesus first. Maybe your distractions, again, a good thing might be your job. That takes so much of your time and so much of your energy. Or maybe it's school where you're just trying to get the grades so you can get into the right high school or the right college. Or maybe it's entertainment or leisure activities. Or, or maybe it's your health right, and fitness. And again, don't get me wrong, all these things are good things. All these things are gifts from God. All these things are, are God-pleasing things. But, but once they become the most important thing, we have a problem. Once these things become more important to us than time at Jesus' feet, there's a problem. And what happens when you get distracted by the things of this life, even though they're good things? What happens? Well, disappointment. Right? When your family doesn't appreciate all that you do for them. And that's because you're trying to find your joy and your worth and your value in what your family thinks of you and doing all these things rather than in the one most needful place. There's frustration, isn't there? When you exercise and you eat right and you just can't get the weight off and, and you can't get your health where you want it to be. And what happens? You're frustrated because you're trying to find your joy and your worth and your value in what you look like or what the scale says or what your blood pressure says instead of in Jesus. <laughs> or maybe there's despair. When you work so hard to get that promotion or to get that raise or to get the accolades at work and you don't get them. Or the grades and try to be in the top of your class and you just can't get there. Because you're trying to find your joy and your worth and your value in these outward things rather than Jesus. The most needful thing. And Jesus says that's a problem. When you let all these things come first before him, you're distracted from the one thing that's most needful. And how, where does it leave you? It leaves you exhausted, doesn't it? Physically, emotionally, spiritually. And, and maybe like Martha, you even start to get mad at God. Right? God, I'm doing all these good things, right? I'm serving my family. I'm serving at church. I'm working really hard at my job. I'm trying to take care of myself. And nothing's going my way. Lord, don't you care? <laughs> of course he cares. But he wants you to care about something way more important than all these things. First and foremost, the best thing the most important thing, the most needful thing. Time with him. Listening to him. Jesus says to Mary, he says, she's chosen what is better. She's chosen the good part, and it will never be taken away from her. And what is that? What is that that Jesus was saying to Mary that day that she was so enraptured by, that she, she had no other care in the world, that, that, that everything else didn't matter at that very moment. What was it? 
I'm guessing the same thing that he comes to us and says to us in his word too. That he comes to bring to us promises. Promises that no matter what you've done, no matter what's your past, no matter what's your present, every sin is forgiven on a bloodstained cross. That you're at peace with God. And nothing in this life can take that away. You're at peace with God. You are forgiven. You are loved by him. What is it that is the best? What is that good portion, that most needful thing that we sit at the feet of Jesus and receive? Assurance. Assurance that he does care. Assurance that he is with us no matter what is going on in our life, through every joy, through every struggle. He knows it and he's there. Assurance that you are loved, not because of what you do, but because of what's already done for you. Assurance that God loves you not because you serve and you give and you do all this, but because he loves you because Jesus has already served you perfectly. As he laid down his life as a ransom for you. It's already done. What did Mary choose that was better? What was the good portion? What does God want us to have the most needful thing? Hope. Hope that... There's more than this life. More than the struggles, more than the problems, more than the difficulties, more than the worry and the burdens, all of these many things in our lives. Hope that Jesus has prepared a place for me where I get to live with him forever. That because he lives, I too will live forever. Jesus is saying when you first focus on that cross and on that empty tomb and on the skies and what awaits for you, waits you through Jesus, and the hope and the assurance and the promises that these bring you, then you understand why you do all the things you do in this life. When you are first devoted to him, to Jesus, and to his word, then the things in your life are no longer distractions, but they're opportunities. They're opportunities to glorify God, to serve Jesus, to serve others. You see, first we sit at the feet of Jesus and we listen. We're enraptured by his love and his peace and his forgiveness. We're filled with faith. We're filled with hope. And then we get to get up and go and do all those things we got to do. Because then we finally realize that our Joy and our worth and our value are not found in the things we do, in the service we perform, but they're found in Him, in the one who gives us all things, in the one who fills us up, in that one who says, I've already done everything for you perfectly. Go and live and serve in joy and peace. And if we don't do that, you will get frustrated when things don't go your way. You will get disappointed when your family doesn't appreciate all you do. You will get disillusioned when you come here and you think you're the only one serving at church. Right? You w may fall into, into despair when, when work and school don't go the way you think that they should. Because when you first focus on what your heart and your mind and your soul need more than anything, the peace and the love and forgiveness of Jesus, then all these things 
in a way don't matter anymore. <laughs> because Jesus is your everything. And as we sit at his feet, he reminds us of this truth. And he fills us with those blessings. And then he tells us, go. Go and serve. Go and serve in love. Go and serve in peace. Go and serve free from guilt. Go and, free, go and serve free from having to do. Go serve as you have first been served. There was one point in Jesus' ministry that he uh, uh, was teaching some really hard things. And his, uh, some of the people that were following him left him. Actually, a lot of people left him. They weren't sitting at his feet anymore. And he turned to his disciples and he said, Guys, are you going to leave me too? And Peter was the first one to speak up as normal. And he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. So let's listen. Let's not give up meeting together, worshiping together, as some are in the habit of doing. Let's join regularly at this table and receive those gospel-filled, gracious promises that he makes to us in that supper. Let's sit at the feet of Jesus daily in personal Bible reading. Let's do family devotions. Let's fill our Sunday morning Bible class to full and, and overflowing. Let's be a church that is, and it is known in our community as, as a church that knows the word of God more than anything else. Choose what is better, devotion to God and his word over distractions. May God give us strength to be devoted to him and to his word, to him who first devoted himself to us. Amen.